Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the time that we get to spend together, that we get to commune with you. I ask that you would just speak through your servants, Lord, that we can encourage each other in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Open your Bibles. We are in week five of Meet the Master, correct? Week five? Cool. Um, today, we're gonna, you can put up the graphic this time. Thank you. Last time I screwed them up. Thomas meets the master. Isn't that good? Let's give a hand clap for Thomas. What do we, what do we call Thomas usually when we talk about him? That's, we're not going to call him that anymore. Amen? Because Keith was speaking a couple weeks ago, and he said, um, he talked about blind Bartimaeus, but we changed his name to bold Bartimaeus. That was good, though. That was a good, that was a good guess. Um, as I was praying about this message and like how I was going to deliver it, the Lord really brought me through a process that he, he brings me through in studying scripture. And I have had a lot of questions from y'all. Hey, Keish, how do you study scripture? Right? So I'm going to just walk you through how I got to this point, this message, this idea. Okay. So I'm going to walk you through it. It's not going to be like a normal message where I stand up here and preach to you or Keith does, or I get my whiteboard out. We're just going to walk you through Every step that the Lord took me through. So first, as soon as Keith said, he's not blind Bartimaeus, he's bold Bartimaeus, something clicked in my head. I was thinking, you know what? We say that about Thomas, that he's doubting Thomas. But I only know really two stories about Thomas in the Bible. So we're going to actually start with the first one. And it is in John 11:1. 1. So if you have your Bibles, turn there. And if you have notes, please write that down. So... Whenever I heard this, I was like, okay, Lord, do you want me to talk about Thomas? Let's see what you have to say about him. And I turned to this John 11, 1. So it starts out talking about Jesus going to Lazarus. So I'm going to actually skip through because I want to make this a very short message so that we can do an activity together. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay, thank you. So we're actually going to skip down to basically what was going on was that Uh, Lazarus, one of Jesus' closest friends, was dying. And his friend sent word, hey, Jesus, come. Like, we know that you can heal people. Amen? Jesus can heal people? Amen. Amen. And they're like, Jesus, we know that you can heal people. And this is one of your closest friends. You grew up with him. Come, help him. And Jesus was like, nah. And they were like, why, Jesus? And he was like, because Lazarus isn't going to die. And so then he died. And that threw everybody off because they're like, Jesus, you're a liar. And he's like, no, he's just asleep. So then it says, um... So that Jesus talking to the 12, he says, are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble. This is in verse nine, John 11, verse nine. If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of the Lord. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not with him. These things he said after he said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that, that I may wake him up. Then the disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought he was speaking about taking a rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. All right, this is the important part. Then Thomas said, let us also go that we may die with him. All right, say, we may die with him. Does that sound like somebody who's afraid? Does that sound like somebody who's doubting? No. Okay, so let's just keep that in our minds, all right? So we're going to turn to the next verse. 
So as I was like, you know, praying about Thomas, this is uh, go to chapter 20, John 20. As I was praying about Thomas and, you know, his life, him meeting the master, you know, this isn't where this isn't where Thomas met Jesus. He's known Jesus for a while. You know, like they've been traveling together all over the world. But this is the main passage we hear about him. It's John 20, verse 24. So go to verse 24. You guys tracking with me? Yes. Cool. We're just reading our Bible. This is how you study it. So say amen when you're there. John 20, 24. Amen. Okay. Now, Thomas, also called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into the side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors were shut and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here. Look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen yet believed. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I was reading this and I was like, Lord, this doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why is this the verse that you're bringing me to? What do you want to show me? So I keep praying and praying and reading these same scriptures are very short. And this is like most of what we get about Thomas in the whole Bible. Um, and I just remember the Lord like telling me, read it again, or read it again, read it again. This is how you study the scripture. You read it and you read it and you read it until the Lord speaks to you what it's really saying. Amen. Amen. And so as I was reading it, I went back to this verse in verse 24 and something jumped out at me. Jesus, uh, Thomas came in contact with the body of Christ. He came in contact with the body of Christ. Write that down. Contact with the body of Christ. And I mean the physical body. God himself came down and put on flesh, his body. And Thomas said, I won't believe until I touch his body. You guys got that? And so for some of us, we have problems with recognizing that the Lord is who he says he is with um, the people around us in the church. Whenever you come in contact with the body, things change. Because Thomas was at the point where he was like, I don't believe. But this is the dude that was like, let's go die with him. That doesn't sound like the same person, right? So some of you guys, I'm going to use Austin. I can pick on Austin every time. Austin is a man of God. Raise your hand, Austin. If you ever want prayer, this dude, he, he hears the Lord. So Austin's a man of God, and I know that Austin's on fire for God. And I'm sure you can tell me if I'm wrong, that there are days where you're like, Lord, I don't know about all this. Yeah. Right? Every, every, if you ever had that feeling, raise your hand. Like, Lord, I don't know about all this. That's, that's pretty much everybody. When you come in contact with the body of Christ, everything changes. Amen? When you come to church, whenever you meet with people, you come in contact with the body of Christ because we are the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. It changes your perspective of the Lord. So Thomas knew Jesus as teacher. He knew him as rabbi. He knew him as Lord because he was from a noble family. But when he met Jesus this time and put his finger in his side, he said, you're my God. Isn't that so good? Whenever you connect with the, the body of Christ, it gives you a new perspective. Right, Corey? So something that jumped out at me about this, just to like kind of hammer home this point. I noticed in verse, it says, 
in verse uh, John 20, 24. Now Thomas called the twin, one of the 12. This is something so small that jumped out at me this time. Was not with them when Jesus came. So all the disciples were together except for Thomas. Why? I don't know. Maybe he was running an errand. Maybe he was really upset at the Lord because the last thing the Lord had told Thomas was, hey guys, I'm coming back. I'm going to be okay. You know, they're at the Lord's Supper and he was like, everything's going to be all right. And then they took him away and he died. So Thomas is like, dang, I really believed in this dude. I really believed everything that he said. I really, I I traveled with him and left my family to be with this man for three years and, and it all fell apart in one moment. But guess what? When he came in contact with the body, it all came back together. He, he didn't see Jesus because he wasn't with other Christians. He, come on. He didn't see Jesus because he wasn't with other Christians. If you are saying, man, like the Lord's not real. Man, it, I don't know about all this stuff. I believed once, but, you know, Christians get on my nerves or this happens or that happens. Well, if, if your life is falling apart, I would just say get closer to the body of Christ. And that's us. Amen. Because I, I can say for myself, whenever I'm having the roughest time in my faith walk, in my practical walk, with my money, with my relationships, is whenever I'm not connected to the body of Christ. But when I'm connected to y'all, you are my people. When I'm connected with y'all, when I'm talking to you, Austin, when I'm talking to you, Jerry, whenever I hear what the Lord is doing in your life, that is whenever I feel so empowered. And whenever I, I feel as if I'm touching, come here, Corey. I like to use, whenever I, whenever I feel like I'm touching my brother, give me a hug. Give me a hug. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you good? When, whenever, I, whenever I touch y'all, whenever I give you a hug, you give me a hug. Whenever you give me encouraging word, I'm touching the body of Christ. Amen? So, so just like with Thomas, touching the body of Christ and his perspective changes, the same thing happens for us. Amen? Amen. Hannah, you can come up now. So th- this idea of perspective shift, you know, n- now Jesus went from being just a dude to being the master of the universe for Thomas. Amen? So, so it's one thing to know Jesus. It's another thing to meet him as a master, right? We've been talking about the different ways that we, we encounter him. We can encounter him as the truth. We encounter him as like the source of all healing. We encounter him as like our Kung Fu master, you know, teaching us the ways of the Lord. You know, but, but we also have to look at him in the very like simple sense of the Lord, the master of our life, the master of the universe. The one who died and came back again, who lived a perfect, sinless life for you. When you come in contact with other Christians, you're seeing the work being done, not the finished work. Amen. Amen. The work is being done in these people. And so if you feel like the work's not being done in you, come in contact with these people because you'll see that the work is being done. Does that make sense? It's almost like this is just coming to my head just now. It's almost like you're talking to a mechanic. These are people that are usually not trustworthy. You know, like in our minds, in our minds, it's not true, but in our minds, we're like, man, I don't trust this mechanic. He's going to overcharge me. Right. But if I say, Jared, I need a mechanic. And he's like, this is the guy. He did good on my car. Whenever I bring it in, he always gives me a fair price. He always takes care of me. I feel safe when I drive away from his, his mechanic shop. Right. That's how coming with the body is. That's how interacting with Christians is like, I know, I know the master and this is what he's doing in my life. Amen. So, so don't forsake gathering together. Go to the last verse. It's in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 10. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Chapter 10, verse 23. Apologies. Chap- Hebrews 10, 23. If you're there, say amen. amen. If you're not there, say wait. 
Okay, we're waiting. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. I still hear some pages turning. You guys ready? Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as it is in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as we see the day approaching. This is a command. This is Jesus speaking to you. Do not forsake gathering together with other Christians. Amen? Because, because I'm going to tell you how good he is in my life and hopefully that stirs you on. And when it's my turn, whenever I'm having a down week, I'm going to come to you and be like, okay, what's he doing in your life? Amen? Okay. So now we'll get to why we have tables. All right? The reason there's tables is because Keith and I have just been praying into where the Lord's going with young adults. And Taryn and I, were, uh, Keith, Taryn, and I were all talking. We just feel like we're starting to get that stride as young adults. It's taken like a year or so for us all to come together as a unit because our community needs us. Every major move of God happened on the backs of young adults from Jesus on. Just even, even before Jesus, David, Joseph, Adam was a young man. Like the, these moves of God all started with young people and that's us. We're the ones that are supposed to spread Jesus into the city. Amen. Okay. So we're going to take communion, which is like my favorite thing to do with people. Breaking bread is really, really important amongst Christians. So while I'm talking, if one person from each table would go to the back and grab one thing of bread, one stack of cups, and one jug. I did, we did this on purpose. We did not get enough jugs for every table because we want everyone to interact as much as possible. Amen? Because this is the body and we need each other. Every joint supplies. Amen? So, there's one question. I want you all to write this down if you're in your notes. There's one question that we're all going to answer in this time. This doesn't have to be super deep and spiritual. It could be something so simple. Um, But if it goes deep, then let it go deep. Amen? Just listen to the Spirit. The one question we're asking is, what is God telling you today? Amen? Because it says that the Lord has fresh bread every morning for you. Right, Austin? We good? Yeah, this is nice. Look back there. Give a hand to all the people that are serving y'all. This is the point. This is why we do this. So, if, if someone can just, you know, pour all the drinks for some, you guys, make sure that whenever you take the bread, that we're breaking it amongst each other. Amen? You guys got that? Hey, look up here really quick. We're going to break the bread together. So, whenever you take your piece of bread, Corey, you're going to hold a piece and you're going to break it with Veronica. All right, and what did Keith, you said like a wishbone. Whoever gets the bigger piece, the Lord's going to answer their prayer. Amen? All right. So Hannah's going to play, and we're just going to talk, and we're going to answer that question. What is the Lord doing in your life today? What is he saying today? Amen? Amen. Enjoy. Enjoy.